I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. The range isn't a backup plan. It's not the kind of place you retreat to. You come here by choice. Or you don't come here at all. It's high noon for Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is cancelcouture.com. And if you're having browser problems, go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 223rd day of Barack Obama's third term, as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy President Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You chose to put your faith in a betrayer, and now you are surprised you've been betrayed. Oh, how does it work? How could it be that the television steered you wrong again? How could it be that you spent all your time telling everyone that Joe Biden is a good and nice and decent man and that his presidency would be a return to normal? America would reestablish its place in the world and all would be OK. The country would reaffirm for each and every one of us child brained communists. That we are right and moral and decent all along. And of course, we would prove that to the world by voting for Joe Biden and ending Donald Trump and his supporters forever. We will just wipe them straight off the map. Not physically yet. One day, hopefully, maybe we'll put them in camps. But for right now, we're just going to get them out of the news. We're going to get them off social media so that we don't have to see them each and every moment in our pretend reality that only exists online and in our heads. But how did it happen, commies? How did it happen? You don't deserve to feel this way about what's happening in the world. Why is the conservative mainstream media telling you all these bad things about Joe Biden, like he left Americans behind or he's the greatest failure in the history of fake presidents that extends, you know, mostly just to him, but kind of also to a few others. Was Joe a fake vice president, too? Maybe. Are we going to find that out? Yeah, we're going to find that out soon. But it's just it's so wrong. So unfair that Joe Biden 
went Joe Biden on all of you. I mean, you guys, you did everything to support him. Remember, you sent those Instagram pictures. You posted that black square. You told everybody that Breonna Taylor got shot in her bed, even though she didn't. You told everyone that the coronavirus is dangerous for children, even though there's no proof of that anywhere in the world. You told everybody that mail-in voting was completely safe and that fraud is extremely rare. You told everyone that masks work. You did all the things to help Joe Biden get elected because all you wanted was to seem smart and good without actually doing anything. And the fastest route to that was for you to pretend to be politically informed and politically active because your culture convinced you that if you weren't out there repeating the slogans, then you weren't using your platform for good. And yeah, you only have 213 friends on Facebook, but that's still a platform. And yes, from your obscurity, that was what you could do. I mean, you could have, you know, read books or tried to figure out if you were right or go get involved in your community or, you know, really just talk to people and find out what they actually care about. But nope, you figured out the smarter way was to stay home and repeat the slogans on the computer. And you did all of that so faithfully. You never asked for anything in return. All you wanted was the social credit for being very smart and very, very moral. That was it. That's all you wanted. So you went out, you voted for Joe Biden. You waited until they all told you he was really president. And you just wiped off your hands, kicked back with a uh, kombucha tea or some other sort of thing that communists drink. And you told some man on Instagram how pretty he is with his pink hair and his new gender. And you pinned a little gold star on yourself and said, job well done, commie. How could you have possibly known that it would all go wrong? There was no way to know. You did your job perfectly, exactly as the television told you to do it. Now, the television, you see, the thing about the television is that it only told you what to do and what would happen if you didn't do it. You made up, you invented the reward yourself. You figured the reward was the opposite of the penalty. That's not true. At least not the way you were thinking. You thought the penalty would be so bad that everyone would shame you and you would maybe lose your job. You would be called a rapist or a racist or a homophobe or an Islamophobe. Can't have that. You thought if you didn't repeat the slogans, you would lose standing in your community. People would rightfully try to get you removed 
from polite society if you didn't repeat the slogans. And all those things are terrible. So you said, okay, well, I guess I'll repeat the slogans. The slogans don't bother me that much, I suppose. I mean, sure, I disagree with this one and that one here and there, but not to the point where I would ever, you know, want to be called a bad name. And so you assumed that your reward would be the opposite of whatever that punishment was. You know, rather than having your reputation destroyed, everyone would honor you. They would probably create a holiday in your honor. Every year on May 27th or 28th or June 1st or whatever that day was, everyone would celebrate the remembrance of, of posting that black square on Instagram. And everyone who posted this square would have their own day of honor. And people would look back on your social media timeline and they would say, oh, hallelujah. It seems that Trevor has posted the black square. We must all give thanks and praise to Trevor. Glory to you, Trevor. We will see you here next June 1st and honor you once again. Right, commies? You know, you don't get the punishment, so the reward must be the opposite of punishment. You don't lose your job. You get a promotion. If you faithfully repeat all the slogans and, of course, build your follower number, so that more people will hear the slogans. I mean, that's how everybody knows that you're doing the job properly. Whatever those penalties are, forget about those. You get the opposite. Except the thing is, the opposite of those penalties is nothing. It's just the lack of those penalties. And the only reason that those penalties even exist is because you commies go along with the system that enables them. You see, we don't have those. We don't go around trying to get people fired from their jobs. Now, if some communist comes out like the one that Project Veritas got on the hook today, some communist teacher near Sacramento who has an Antifa flag in his classroom and a picture of Mao in the classroom and the transgender black and brown gay pride flag in the classroom the one with so many lines and colors that it's one of the worst looking things ever but it also makes no sense of course they're just basically piling every social issue they don't really care about into that one flag and they're like hey i hope this just covers everyone because of course that's what they think of you now they divided everyone based on their immutable characteristics, or at least features of their identity. They figured out who the victim class was, and then they lumped all of those victims together, assuming that each different brand of victims would share in the victimization of the others, and they would all proclaim their collective victimization in a great voice. And that would work, because individually... Not that big a deal, right? Like, what are they going to do about like the 11th, the group of people that are represented by the 11th letter in the LGBTQIAIGFQ 
QHR group. You know, they don't even know past like letter five or six what the rest of them even mean or are. So if you're in the 11th group, you have no chance of being honored. But don't worry, they will still punish you if you don't repeat the slogans. That aside, they basically just lump together all the victim groups, proclaim a collective victimization, and then expect everyone to proclaim that collective victimization together and extract social costs on whoever they deem the oppressor groups. That's kind of the whole point. But you thought you had a reward coming. That is why you went out and proactively supported someone who is a betrayer and a traitor and a criminal and a racist. That is what you did. Joe Biden is who Joe Biden is. Joe Biden was mentored by a Klansman. I know I say it a lot. The truth is it can't be said enough. The only way to know that the fact that Joe Biden was mentored by a Klansman has been said enough times is that every single communist will say it and know it's true. That's when it's been said enough. Once every single Joe Biden voter knows that they voted for someone who was mentored by a Klansman because that was their child brain solution to a race problem that people exactly like them have created. How could Joe Biden actually be Joe Biden to you? Right, Kami? I mean, it's so messed up that he betrayed you. He didn't betray the bad people. He betrayed you. You're one of the good people. You repeat all the slogans all the time. You are an expert slogan repeater. You did the work. You did the work. You did all the posting online. You did all the shaming of people who disagree with you. You did all the walking away from conversations whenever the person had more than two responses. <laughs> you did it all. You did all the work. How could he betray you? It's fine, you know, if they go after the other people, but not you. You were supposed to be immune from future disappointment. That's what you voted for. You said, hey, I'm on the team. I'm here. I'm doing the work by posting this black square. And now I expect my reward. But there is no reward coming, Kami. There's only shame. There's only shame. Because the truth is, you know that you voted for a betrayer. You know that you voted for a liar. And you know that because you could see it and you supported it and you argued for it. So Joe Biden didn't betray you. 
you betrayed your country and everyone else because you went along with it. It wasn't ignorance. I mean, it was ignorance, but it was willful ignorance. There were certainly people out there telling you, hey, commie, this seems like a bad idea. Uh, hey, commie, you're yelling a lot about masks, but you don't have any proof they work and neither does anyone else. Uh, hey, commie, remember how this started out as two weeks to slow the spread and here we are just coming up on Election Day 2020 and it's still going like nothing has changed at all. We're still pretending all the same things. Oh, but remember that. Remember those halcyon days of before the 2020 election, Kami, when you were like, I would never take the vaccine if Donald Trump invented it. As if Donald Trump was sitting in a lab. You retards. You remember that when you all sowed discord and hesitancy about vaccines? Yeah, you did that, but you did it because that was the slogan at the time. And it was very important to repeat it back then because you had to make sure that Donald Trump was out of there. So it was no big deal to lie for a while. You knew that the lie was in service of the greater good. Now, it wasn't your own personal greater good, nor that of your family, nor that of your friends, nor that of your country. It was just an abstraction of the greater good. There was a greater good that you believed you were serving. And so that justified the lies and the bullying and the shaming and the hatred that you projected out into the world. It was all for the greater good. Those lies weren't lies at that point. They were just exceptions that you needed to make because you knew there was a higher priority. And that higher priority was making sure that Joe Biden would get to be the very real president. And what a job you did, Kami. You explained all sorts of things on that same moral subjectivity. You just said, hey, I know I'm lying, but it's for the greater good. I know the masks don't work, but I'm trying to model good behavior, which is what Joe Biden and his friends still say. Does it make sense? Of course not. It's actually insulting. Oh, I know, Kami. You understand that he's modeling good behavior, not for you. It's for all those stupid people, all the Trump supporters. They are looking to a leader out there to show and tell them what to do. That's why they were so obsessed with Donald Trump. They did everything he said. They never disagree with him about anything. And that's why they were booing his stance on vaccines just a mere 10 days ago. Isn't that right, Kami? It's because they're all cult members. Wait a second. Let's see how modeling of behavior works. Okay. So Joe Biden and Jill Biden and... Antony Blinken and Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin are at Dover Air Force Base to view the caskets as they return to the country of the soldiers that they are personally and collectively responsible for killing 
through their own incompetence and immorality. And the fact that they believe they're serving a greater good. So it doesn't actually matter that someone's children died. It wasn't their children. Their children are very, very busy at Wellesley and Princeton. But they all wore masks because they were modeling good behavior for people who can't think for themselves. And that's how it works, according to you commies. And you know it works because they're modeling good behavior and people who can't think for themselves follow their modeling of the behavior. And so when you go out in the world, for instance, you will look at people who are the type of people who need behavior modeled for them and you can see them. You know, all the Trump supporters, all the patriots around the country are all out there wearing masks because good behavior has been modeled for them. Oh, wait a second. No, 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 no. The people out there wearing masks, even though they've been double vaccinated and even though masks don't work and even though they've been told all of this millions of times. Oh, those are the communists. Yeah, the communists are the ones who are modeling good behavior for other people, right? Isn't that what you're doing, Kami? You're modeling the good behavior for everyone else. And the good behavior you're modeling is the behavior that was modeled for you. But you're not following. Don't worry. You're not that kind of person, Kami. You're a very free-thinking Kami, an independent Kami. You're the sort of commie that argues for communism, but not completely because you have a nuanced view. You're a leader. You're an independent thinking commie. Right? You don't have behavior modeled for you. You model behavior for the stupid people who will believe anything they're told and will do something just because someone who is powerful and very cool and very in in the culture models it for you. It hasn't worked yet, I know, on those people. But, you know, if you model the behavior enough, maybe they'll come around. Maybe they'll have that bolt of lightning where they just wake up and say, my goodness, what have I done? I've lived 18 months unmasked. And yes, yeah, sure, nothing has happened to me, but what was I thinking? Thank goodness all these communists who are certainly better and smarter than me and very independent thinkers have modeled this good behavior. Now I shall mask too. It's coming, Kami. Don't worry. Any day now, it is coming. And you know you're a leader because you're not a follower, right? Like, you know... That Joe Biden and Jill Biden and Anthony Blinken and Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley, you know that their masks are only because they are modeling good behavior. And that's why you wear it, not because they're modeling it for you. I mean, you're a very independent thinking commie and certainly not retarded enough to wear a mask just because someone else told you to. And that's the thing. That's not why you're doing it. That's what I'm. I'm agreeing. Don't worry, Kami. Don't get upset. I'm agreeing with you. You're not doing that. You're not repeating that behavior just because they modeled it for you. 
right? In fact, that's why you're defending them modeling it for you is because they need to model it for the other people who aren't you because you're already doing it. In fact, you're already doing it so well that you're actually modeling it for other people and not just doing what you're told by the television and those morons, right? They would never let you down. They gave you the perfect reasoning. Your position is unquestionable. Yeah, you know the masks don't work, but you are modeling good behavior for everyone else. Because if you model good behavior and everyone does it, well then, maybe the masks will work. You know, it doesn't change the mechanism of viral spread or how the mask might work. It doesn't change anything, but at least everyone will be modeling good behavior for one another. And so any outbreak that occurs at that point is despite the science, because the virus is just that powerful, which is even more reason to take it really seriously and mask up. You are one independent thinking commie. I got to hand it to you. Maybe I underestimated you, commie. Maybe I did. But despite all your independent thinking, it seems that everything you're saying and doing is still mm, just repeating the slogans and doing what the television tells you to do. In fact, right now, a bunch of you are arguing that Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan was actually a very, very successful mission with some minor hiccups. I mean, they saved, according to Jen Psaki yesterday, over 120,000 lives. Now, were all those lives in danger? No, there's no indication that they were. But they did give plane rides to 120,000 people. And 6,000 of them were Americans. And yes, that's only about four or five percent, but who's counting? A hundred and twenty thousand is just a massive number. I mean, no one knows whether or not it's true, but they've said it over and over and they've brought a bunch of people here to be illegal immigrants that they will make not illegal somehow to be determined. No big deal. Just trust them, Kami. It's worked every other time before. They haven't let you down. So they're bringing a bunch of illegal immigrants here, 120,000 of them, roughly. And that's how many lives they've saved. And in comparison, only 13 service members have died. And so by using the same logic they give you with COVID vaccines, it's extremely rare. And if death from this terrible withdrawal is extremely rare, and we nonetheless got out, then I guess you can say that this was a massive military victory. And so that is what you're saying. And you'll say it louder and louder and louder. And everyone out there will honor you just like they did with that whole black square thing. Don't you remember how they threw wreaths at your feet on the anniversary of that glorious day? 
Don't you remember how the citizens knelt before you and praised and honored you and cooled you with palm fronds that they just stood there waving all day? And there were grapes. There are always grapes for you, Kami. Your unquestioning loyalty and servility has paid off once again. We are all impressed. Now, if you're the sort of Kami who voted for the betrayer and is now thinking, well, my goodness, it seems I've been betrayed by the betrayer I voted for. Well, congratulations to you, Kami, for putting all that together. Perhaps there's some independent thinking in you. And if you're in that position, I can tell you this. None of us are proud of you for what you've done, but all of us are proud of you for realizing what you've done. And we will welcome you back to America, which is a pretty generous offer, honestly. So think about it and do it. And with that, I want to extend a warm Tuesday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies! Welcome to the show. Don't know how you found it, but I'm pretty happy you did. And I'm honestly very impressed that you've put it all together. You figured it out. You said, hey, this whole communism thing is just not what it was cracked up to be. By God, I think I may have been betrayed by the betrayer I voted for. How could it happen? What a surprise. Here I was just going around, not doing anything important. All I did was vote against Donald Trump. Yes, I knew the person I was voting for was a betrayer. I may have even been loosely aware that he was mentored by a Klansman. But the thing is, all I did was vote. That was the right thing to do is to vote for the betrayer because the other guy, man, the television is just not okay with him. Everybody knows that Donald Trump is very bad and very stupid and very irresponsible. Now, during his presidency, obviously nothing terrible like this Afghanistan situation happened at all. I mean, of course, I'm told that many bad things happened, like the Russia thing. <laughs> that was terrible. No president has ever done something like that before. I mean, yeah, fine. It's not true, but you know what I mean? That was really stressful for us back then. And then the, the two impeachments, no president has ever been impeached twice. I mean, sure, he was acquitted both times, and it turns out that both impeachments were absolutely 100% about stuff that our communist side did. But still, no president has ever been impeached twice. That rocked the nation. What embarrassment and shame it brought on us. <laughs> yeah, sure, it did, commie. It did. Just not... You know, the kind that you were told the shame and embarrassment. They are on your part as well. Just like just like the rest of it. Don't worry. We'll get there. So you voted for the betrayer and now you are feeling betrayed. 
but you shouldn't because you knew exactly who Joe Biden was and you were told who Joe Biden was and you have seen who Joe Biden was for your entire life. The thing is, you were not betrayed by Joe Biden. We have all been betrayed by Joe Biden and you. You got to understand that, Kami. You got to understand that. There is no road back to America. There is no road back to redemption without understanding that little piece of information right there. You told all the lies for the greater good. You voted for the betrayer for the greater good. Voting for a betrayer does not leave you in a position where you can feel betrayed. But nonetheless, you feel it anyway. And why is that? Who has betrayed you, Kami? Okay, it wasn't Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is just being Joe Biden. Is it the media? Has the media betrayed you, Kami? You see... You listen to the TV all the time and it steers you in the wrong direction pretty much all the time. But you're 100% on board anyway. Doesn't matter how many times they lie to you about COVID. Doesn't matter that they used to keep that COVID number on the screen 24 hours a day to keep you scared. Now it's nowhere to be found, but COVID's more dangerous than ever doesn't matter what they tell you. You continue to believe them because you have this strange misconception that the television, the media, they care about you. They're looking out for you. They want you to know all the things they will even tell you. Hey, Kami, you got to watch us. We're going to tell you everything you need to know about the world so that you can make good decisions in your community. In fact, we'll even tell you exactly what decisions to make. And they'll model good behavior for you. And they'll tell you what good behaviors you should model. Because you're a very independent thinking commie. And you would have, you would have gotten there by yourself. No problem, but you're so busy and you work so hard. So it's kind of good that CNN is there and you can just tune in for five minutes or 10 minutes and just be fully informed and then make all your own decisions as a very independent thinking commie. As long as those decisions are exactly the same as the ones they make. And they're steering you all right again today in the Washington Post. Glenn Kessler fact check the claim that $83 billion worth of equipment was left in Afghanistan so that the Taliban could just have it and maybe give it over to our adversaries so that they could reverse engineer it and know how all of our high-tech military equipment is built and then how they could attack it, which is obviously a you know very, very strong move from the real legitimate commander-in-chief. But the other strange thing about this fact check is that the White House doesn't even deny it. This is Jen Psaki yesterday. For that for yourself, go ahead. When we talk about as the U.S. prepares to leave, whether tonight or tomorrow, there are going to be billions of dollars worth of U.S. made 
munitions, arms, military, aircraft, um, armored vehicles that have fallen in the hands of the Taliban here, giving them new capabilities they didn't have before this. Are Americans less safe now because the Taliban now has access to billions of dollars worth of American-made weaponry? Well, let me unpack your question a little bit because uh, the U.S. military, part of their retrograde effort is to uh, reduce the amount of military equipment or apparatus that uh, anyone on the ground has access to. I'm not going to get into the details of how they do that, but that is part of their effort. I will also uh, reiterate something that, that our national security advisor said just last week. We had to make an assessment several weeks ago about whether we provide materials to the Afghan National Security Forces so that they could fight the fight. Obviously, they decided not to fight uh, or not, and we made the decision to provide them with that equipment and the material. That's pretty clear, no? You don't even really need comment on that. It kind of just speaks for itself. But you do have the media going out and running a fact check and giving the claim three Pinocchios, it is almost entirely false, according to the media, even though Jen Psaki just said it right there. And why? Because the estimate was $18 billion off. But don't worry, Kami. The media is doing this because they care about you. They want you to have all the information so that when some responsible, informed American says, hey, Joe Biden just left like $80 billion worth of high-tech military equipment in Afghanistan, and the Taliban are going to take that, you can know that that person is almost definitely evil. And then you should berate them and shame them and bully them and annoy them. To no end. You just step up and be like, <laughs> where did you get that? Everybody knows that that equipment was not seized. We gave it to them. And it wasn't 83 billion. It was 65 billion. So try again. <laughs> Trying to make the president look bad. <laughs> How could you? And because you're a very independent thinking commie, you will take that thing that the television or the Internet told you, and you'll just go along with that. You'll be like, yep, I figured it out. I read that fact check. I am prepared to talk about this situation. Anybody who tries to say the other thing, I'm going to step in and tell them how wrong they are. And I came to this entirely on my own. I know that it's important for me to say, nope, it was only $65 billion, and we gave it to them. They didn't seize it from us. And you go out and do that. And I'm sure that people will take you way more seriously after you say that. And that's the whole point. That's why the media gives you all these things to say, because they care about you. And they care that you're not going to go out there and lose any arguments. They want you to know, hey, those other people, they have things they might say to you. And if they do say them, you need to be prepared to say all these things back to them. They're doing it because they care. They care about you. 
which is why they would never mislead you. And knowing that, you can feel safe about always trusting them and always repeating their slogans. It makes everything so easy. You just know the other side is wrong. You repeat the slogans. You're right. Good to go. And they will never betray you. But still, still there's that feeling. You don't know where it's coming from, but you feel like you've been betrayed. I mean, you did everything you were asked. Why are you the one getting left behind? Why is the story changing? You're right where you always were. You're repeating the slogans. You're very faithful. You are doing all of this for the greater good. And you're still happy to lie on their behalf. So why are you getting left behind? Why doesn't it have the same emotional impact that it used to have? Why don't you feel like you're on that moral high ground? You know how that used to feel. It was so good back then. Now it's just like you're some dog that they left in a cage in Afghanistan. Or, you know, some American citizen that they left in Afghanistan. Or an American service member that they left in a spot outside the Kabul airport, even though they knew that spot was going to be attacked. It's that kind of betrayal, isn't it, Kami? You're like, man, I trusted the media. I trusted Joe Biden. And I still do. I still do. Please don't anybody take my job away. I still trust them. I still trust them. But I feel betrayed. Who could it be? Who could be betraying me? God, it's those Trump supporters again. That's right, Kami. You were right the whole time. Don't change a thing. And don't feel like. The fake administration and the media have left you behind. Just weather the storm. It'll all get better again. Don't worry. And I'm sure that all the rewards you had lined up are coming at any point. Now, I've been thinking a little bit these last few days about why it is that the fake administration is so happy to leave Americans behind. Now, they've only pulled out. According to Jen Psaki, they've gotten about 6,000 Americans out of Afghanistan and about 115 to 120,000 as of yesterday, uh, people from Afghanistan and other third party nations, I think that they've been referring to it as. So that is a very, very small percentage of Americans. And Joe Biden said, there's no way that they're going to leave without getting everybody out. And it turns out that that wasn't true either. They just went ahead and left on the schedule that they were leaving on. And whichever Americans were left there on the ground are now just there. And we'll get them out or we won't. And we'll do it through Normal diplomatic means. Sounds like a great plan. I know it wasn't mine. I didn't come up with it. The fake administration decided this is how it was going to go down. And I got to say, man, credit where credit is due. Sounds like a great plan. They're going to just figure it out at some point. That's the plan. So we are facing 
a global communist movement, right? And if you don't even want to go that far with me, you could just simply call it a globalist movement. Now, it's very, very hard to deny that that is a real thing, although some people pretending to be very serious do indeed deny it. They think that globalism is not so much a philosophy and a guiding principle as it is just a an ultimate end to progress. It's just where we're going. Okay, there's no stopping it. It's just where we're going. The idea of sovereign nations is primitive. Okay, we are in a new world now. And for the new world, we require a new world order. In fact, people have said it exactly like that before. The new world order. There's going to be a new order in the world. It is not going to be the American order. It is not going to be the order of sovereign nations. It's going to be a new world order, a globalist world order where we have global cities. Los Angeles would be one, of course, and global citizens. And once we are all on that same global passport, that same global digital passport, well, we can travel freely. So long as we are, you know, in proper standing with the proper authorities and to be in proper standing means you repeat the slogans and you do what they tell you to do. You get vaxxed when they tell you to get vaxxed. You always wear a mask when they tell you to wear a mask. And for all those things, you build up a social credit score. Your social credit score gets high enough. Then you get to participate in all the different aspects of life. And there's no way that something like that would ever cause segregation and discrimination and ultimately a caste system, which will be enforced by completely eliminating people from society. There is no way that could happen. So. You have global cities, a global community, and global citizens. Now, global citizens are not citizens of one nation. They're not American citizens or Chinese citizens or Egyptian citizens or French citizens. They're just global citizens. And so they're just people among other people, right? To our leaders who are invested in the global communist ideal, in the globalist ideal, then for them, philosophically, there really is no reason to prioritize American citizens above other global citizens, right? When they're thinking about who they need to get out of Afghanistan, they're not thinking about, Oh, that person has this passport. That means they come from our nation. That means we need to protect them first. Their passport, their American citizenship, that's just like a detail, a minor detail. What they need and who they want to protect are the most deserving global citizens. Because once the idea of national heritage, once the idea of citizenship in a sovereign nation, once that all goes out the window, then there's no basis for saying that Americans should be prioritized, right? And so at that point, the priority gets pushed onto something else. So how would you prioritize who to bring back? That's the real question, isn't it? In the globalist construct, how do you answer that question? 
Certainly, there is no justification for prioritizing Americans. So what do you prioritize? Well, it seems like the global communist movement has shown us clearly what kinds of people they are happy to prioritize. They are happy to prioritize those who advance their agenda. That's who they always prioritize. For instance, if we're deciding what sorts of people are allowed to go to football games or restaurants or museums or gyms, we should prioritize those people who have been vaccinated as we told them to do. Now, it may seem like these policies are blatantly segregationist, but that's not true because we're giving everybody the choice. All anyone needs to do is go get vaccinated as we instructed, and then they get to do all of these things. I mean, at least until the next time we tell them to get vaccinated. You see, in Israel right now, two vaccines is about to no longer count as fully vaccinated because they're going to mandate a booster shot. And so at that point, the two shots you've gotten makes you unvaccinated again. So now if you get sick from anything, including the vaccine, your sickness will be an unvaccinated kind of sickness. You got that? So it won't be a vaccinated person who gets sick at that point. It'll be an unvaccinated person. And so as an unvaccinated person, I mean, hopefully you don't get sick. But as an unvaccinated person, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to do all those things that you could do after you got your second vaccination. And I mean, yes, these are all the things that you could do before there were any vaccinations. You used to just be able to do all these things. But, you know, we're in a new normal now. And it's because we are in the middle of a global pandemic, even though, you know, it's not a global pandemic. And the pandemic kind of ended a year ago and people have not really been dying at all from coronavirus since then. But we are still in a global pandemic for as long as we keep saying it and you keep agreeing. And, you know, that's kind of why we had to keep wearing the mask, because if you stop wearing the mask, then the whole pandemic thing goes away. No one believes it. And then you're just going to live your life as an unvaccinated person and you're going to want to do all this stuff. So you were fully vaccinated just yesterday, but in a couple weeks, you're not going to be fully vaccinated anymore. So you're not going to get it to do all this stuff that we told you you could do. And that's just going to go on and on and on into perpetuity. There will never be a time where they can't immediately decide that you count as unvaccinated because unvaccinated will no longer mean that you didn't agree to take the shot. It will mean that you're not fully updated. It will be an abstraction. It'll be like a philosophically unvaccinated kind of designation. And so if you're not professing the right views, if you're not repeating the right slogans, then you could be philosophically unvaccinated, even if you have been fully vaccinated. 
They can really make these decisions up whenever they want. And again, there's no priority. There's no way to prioritize any person over any other person except by what they need. They will prioritize the people that help them gain and maintain power. Because once you throw out the citizenship thing, once you throw out individual rights that are guaranteed you by the constitution of the nation you were born in, and that's why people from all over the world want to actually be American citizens so that they have the protection of that constitution, well, that's not going to be a thing anymore. Because if we're all global citizens, then there is no priority except for the one they create. And so it turns out that for Joe Biden and his fake administration, the priority was never to get Americans out because they're not Americans. They're global citizens that don't help as much. So there's really no use for them. So why should we protect them? And all of a sudden, you are left behind. Isn't that magical? And you can't say that the fake administration betrayed you. After all, you chose to vote for a betrayer. You are the one who betrayed the Constitution of the nation that guaranteed you those rights would be upheld. Your rights as an individual sovereign person would be upheld by the constitution of this nation, but you betrayed that. You decided that for the greater good, you would vote for the betrayer. And look where you are now, Kami. But it actually gets so much worse than that. Now, I know a whole bunch of you are still on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Apparently, you are gluttons for punishment or you are addicted to the app. You desperately, desperately need the attention of strangers on that platform or you're just not fully engaged with the cause. But here is something to make you think about that really terrible decision to stay on those platforms. Once again, you see, Lance Corporal Kareem Niku was one of the soldiers who lost his life in Afghanistan due to the incompetence of the illegitimate president and his awful administration. Now, his mother's name is uh, Shanna Chappelle, I hope I'm saying that correctly. But she posted about her experience on Sunday with Joe Biden on her Facebook. And here's what she wrote. President Joe Biden, this message is for you. I know my face is etched into your brain. I was able to look you straight in the eyes yesterday and have words with you. After I lay my son to rest, you will be seeing me again. Remember, I am the one who stood five inches from your face and was letting you know I would never get to hug my son again, hear his laugh, and then you tried to interrupt me and give me your own sob story. And I had to tell you that this isn't about you, so don't make it about you. You then said you just wanted me to know that you know how I feel, 
and I let you know that you don't know how I feel and you do not have the right to tell me you know how I feel. You then rolled your fucking eyes in your head like you were annoyed with me. And I let you know that the only reason I was talking to you was out of respect for my son and that the only reason why I then proceeded to tell you again how you took my son away from me and how I will never get to hug him, kiss him, laugh with him again, etc. You turned to walk away and I let you know my son's blood was on your hands and you threw your hand up behind you as you walked away from me like you were saying, okay, whatever. You are not the president of the United States of America, Biden. Cheating isn't winning. You are no leader of any kind. You were a weak human being and a traitor. You turned your back on my son, on all of our heroes. You are leaving the White House one way or another because you do not belong there. My son's blood is on your hands. All 13 of them, their blood is on your hands. If my President Trump was in his rightful seat, then my son and the other heroes would still be alive. You will be seeing me again very soon. By the way, as my son and the rest of our fallen heroes were being taken off the plane yesterday, I watched you disrespect us all five different times by checking your watch. What the fuck was so important that you had to keep looking at your watch? You are nobody special, Biden. America hates you. That is absolute fire from this mother who is dealing with an unconscionable tragedy. Now, many mothers have lost their children for many reasons, and many mothers have lost their children in the line of service to this nation. But not as many have lost their children in the line of service because of the incompetence of the, quote, commander in chief who did not win the election and was installed through fraud and criminality. And that is too much to bear. And I don't blame her for her feelings. She is exactly right. I honestly don't know what I would do if I was in her position. And hopefully no one ever has to be again. But she said what she had to say. She used her free speech. She spoke out against this illegitimate president. And what happened? Well, Facebook and Instagram blocked her account. Instagram, she got a notification. Instagram, your account has been disabled for 30 days. She's not kicked off forever. They just don't want her talking on there right now. Because right now, you know, it's all in the news. People are going to have their intense feelings. And we just, you know, we don't want that kind of stuff on these platforms. It's just going to lead to uh, social discontent. Maybe it'll make the FBI stage another very violent insurrection. But to those of you who are still on these platforms, for real, look what you are supporting. And you might say, oh, I'm not supporting that. I'm just on the platform. I'm just posting my stuff. I'm just I'm posting stuff for our side so that I can convince people. Well, hey, I don't know how many times I got to say this. Those social networks have algorithms. They know who everyone on the platform is. Okay, 
They have all your information. You tie your other apps into your Facebook app. Every time you sign into an app with your Facebook account, which you probably don't even notice you're doing because you do it once and then it just stays logged in forever. But every time you do that, you allow the app to track what you're doing. So if that app is ways, then Facebook knows where you are all the time. Likewise, if it's one of those dating apps like Tinder or Bumble, Facebook knows where you are all the time. Why do you think all those apps are worth so much money? Okay, it tells Facebook where you are and then Facebook can sell that information to advertisers who will eventually use your data to create profit. They know where you are all the time. They know where you live. They know where you went to school. They know who your relatives are. They know who your mom is, who your dad is, who your brothers and sisters are. They know who you've dated. They know who you flirt with. They know every single message you send. They know your politics. They know where you went to school. They know every single job you have because you gave it all to them. All right. You give it all to them and they monetize you. You are not their customer. You are their product. And you stay there. Even when they censor this gold star mother who just lost her child due to the incompetence of an illegitimate president. And she gets taken down and censored for expressing her pain. And yet you still are their product. By choice, no one is making you stay on those platforms, okay? You are positively choosing to do it. And here's another thing. Last night, Alex Berenson, who, you know, is a decent writer and he is a pretty good researcher about COVID and stuff, he's consistently weeks or months behind everything because his primary concern is his loyalty to the party of false decorum. He is desperate to stay on these social media platforms. And last night, he kind of was blowing a gasket on Tucker Carlson, saying that he was going to uh, sue the social media companies, apparently unaware that Donald Trump has already launched a class action about what Alex Berenson wants to sue for. Alex Berenson is setting up his own legal fund so that people can donate to his campaign so that he can make the arguments that people like me have been making for the last year. Alex Berenson actually made the argument that they are defaming him by creating a reputation that he is a spreader of disinformation. This is an argument I made almost a year ago. Okay. And he's acting like he just thought of it, which is amazing. But he's very upset about these social media companies. But, you know, no worries. He was finally banned completely off Twitter. But he's got a backup. He's got Substack. And listen, I like Substack. Substack is good for long-form writing. And Substack emails your subscribers when you've put up a new piece. But Substack is not Twitter. And Substack is not Getter or Gab or any of the other alternatives. And it certainly ain't Telegram. Telegram is the best. I always say that. So now we have Alex Berenson posting on Substack as if it was Twitter trying to share 
short form messages and information and screenshots and whatnot on a platform that is specifically not made for that. It is actually such a poor substitute for Twitter that Alex Berenson using it as a substitute for Twitter is actually making his work worse. He is actually putting up an unnecessary barrier to entry for his content. And he did that by choice and oversight. He did that because he thought that if he just played it safe enough, he wouldn't get taken down off Twitter. So there was no use in building up alternate platforms. He didn't bother getting on Gab or Getter because if he did, of course, all his peers who call him a conspiracy theorist all day, well, none of them would respect his move and they would all call him a conspiracy theorist even more. And he, he just can't deal with that. So he tries to mind his business and regulate his behavior and not say any of the no-no things. He can say some things that are sort of no-no, but he'll never really go after it because he might get banned. And now he has by saying a thing that everyone else has been saying for six months. And what he said was essentially these vaccines aren't vaccines. They're therapeutics that people are being made to take in advance. And they have a side effect profile that may actually indicate that these experimental gene therapies are potentially doing more harm than good. That's all he said. That's something that everyone else has been saying for at least six months, maybe nine months, a long time. So he finally says that on Twitter and Twitter bans him. And now he doesn't have another short form social media platform to move to. He could have spent his time pushing the envelope, getting people the information they need and migrating his audience to different platforms. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that because he was like, don't you all see that I am a card carrying member of the party of false decorum? You can't do this to me. You can't betray me. Oh, God, Twitter has betrayed me. I better sue now. I mean, what is a better indicator of a person being at least six to nine months behind the curve than what Alex Berenson is doing right now? And again, I'm not trying to insult Alex Berenson. I'm trying to use him as an example. Okay. Alex Berenson has done some good work. Okay. And for anyone who is so boringly normal that they are shocked by his work. They are so deep in the party of false decorum that they think he is edgy for those people. Maybe he is expanding their mind a little bit, but what Alex Berenson has done by playing by the social media company's rules and by the party of false decorum's rules is he has actually allowed the Overton window to constrict around him rather than expanding it as he thinks he's doing. Literally, his commitment to being allowed to stay on legacy social media has done his audience a disservice. And for however much a part of any movement he is, he has done the movement a disservice. He stayed on the wrong battlefield. 
He did not fortify any defenses for himself. And now he's twisting in the wind, pretending that he's just going to use Substack in a new way. Hey, Alex Berenson, you're probably a good guy, but you're not on the cutting edge. And if you think you're about to make a new cutting edge out of Substack, well, you're about to find out how not on the cutting edge you are. Because you're having thoughts like, oh, maybe I could make Substack into this. You can't. Okay. You moved people to Substack because Substack has a payment option. You chose not to move them to the no-no sites because you were scared about your reputation. And look where you are. Look what it has gotten you. And now look, everybody look. Seriously, look at this and think about what these legacy social media companies are doing. Okay. They are monetizing your behavior, your every thought and action that they can track because you allow them to. They are monetizing that to your detriment. Their goals are specifically aligned against your goals and against you as a person and you are still allowing them to monetize your information with no benefit to you whatsoever, except that you get to feed your addiction to the attention of strangers. So come on guys, get over it. All right. Legacy social media can be left in the past. You do not need it does not serve you just move on or stay stay there exactly as you want but when they eventually betray you enough that you finally feel betrayed gotta keep it quiet because you knew they were the betrayer I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect.
In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack. I'm your moderator.substack.com where you can donate or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!